So, I was working broil the other day for like a hot second. I think I talked about it in the last episode. Yesterday, or Saturday, it was a busy day. The first busiest one I've seen since I started working here again. And um, it was pretty cool. Like, we had a bunch on the books. There was like 896 covers on the books. We ended up doing all of them. Like, it was good. But it didn't feel as busy as it was. Because there was a lot of us there. The whole gang was there. I was there. Um, Susan was there. Bobby. Beck stuck around for a while. And uh, they even broiled. Beck jumped on the broiler and Bobby was on the broiler. First, Beck turned off Bobby's broiler. He's like, no. He was like controlling who broils and who does it. And then somehow I got stuck on Cutter, which is funny because the Cutter is the one who gives fucking <laughs> meat to the broilers. So naturally, I try to give as many as I can to Beck just to fuck with him because I like the guy, you know. <laughs> no, but I was just, the other cooks were kind of like taking it from him. And then I was just, I was lightened up, but he was like super hot. He didn't feel like being there, but it was kind of like a, something that you have to do. So like when you're a chef, when you're a sous chef, you got to like show yourself, you got to show up. You know what I mean? You got to like, you know, you don't have to humiliate anybody, but you have to be able to know what you're doing at least to a certain degree. In every station, which is what makes, you know, you valuable, essentially, because you can do all of them. Usually, like, the queen or whatever. Yeah, the queen in chess, when you can do all the moves. So, like, except the knight, I guess, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, they were boiling. It was a great night, you know. And at one point, I was asked to step in front of a boiler to watch the station while the guy goes takes a break. So, I mean, we give him smoke breaks, you know, you got to pee, you got to eat, you know, drink some water. Like, take take five, take ten, whatever you got to do. Go do your thing, you shit, shower, and shave, and come right back. So, I'm hanging on Broiler 2, and the, the guy on Broiler 2 is like, he's like an enigma. He's very, very, like, withdrawn, but very stern. Like, you could see, you could tell that he's seen some shit, but he didn't want to be a part of it. He's like one of those, like, you know... Like, I don't want any more war. I've had too much war in my life. You know, because he's, he's from Mexico and, you know, he probably has, you know, cartel knowledge or whatever. But he's, he's like he's like a nice guy at the end of the day because he does do, he takes the workload from other people when he knows that they can handle it. And the two of them are friends, like the, the, the two uh, lead boilers. Actually, there's, I guess there's three lead boilers because Jude's, Jude's is definitely a, a dude. That can do all of that stuff. Jude is just a great cook altogether. All he's a, he's a turn on, which is what you want in all the kitchens. Anyway, so I step behind you. This guy broiler. Uh, this guy's broiler. This guy's broiler is a. Uh, let's call him uh, Evergreen. So I'm behind Evergreen's broiler, and the shit catches fire. And like meanwhile, like I just get on the broiler. The guy goes to the bathroom. I was like, he just tells me what's there. He's like, the steak in the oven, there's these and these and this and this. And I was like, all right, cool. It's like, it's like three tickets on the board. It's not, nothing crazy. So one of the tickets was a two, two 12-ounce fillets, three eight-ounce fillets. And uh, like it was just medium. It was rare, warm, medium, rare, medium, medium, rare. And then I think medium was the last one, which I undercooked 100%. Because I just wanted to get it out there. And I figured if it was going to come back, it was going to come back. But I didn't think it would. I understand now that. I mean, 100% now in hindsight, right? So... But I do, do know that those five steaks went out because I just fucking re reiterated them to you right now in the position counts that they were. So can't say that I don't have a good memory. But before I could even do that, the broiler catches on fire. And now what it looks like is this. It looks like Dimitri steps onto the broiler to watch it and then it catches fire immediately. So obviously now everyone says a running joke that I'm fucking, you know, the human torch, which is I self-proclaimed. I just fucking I figured I was be the first one to call it before somebody else said something stupid like, 
like Flame Man or some shit, you know, <laughs> Flame and Dan, <laughs> now whoever calls me Flame and Dan, I don't know if you guys listen to podcasts, anyway, so it was kind of funny, the guy comes back, I was like, your broiler caught on fire, I had to get baking soda, meanwhile, I didn't know they keep baking soda by broiler too, because the guy always burns the shit down, <laughs> You gotta scrape your broiler after a while Because then the pepper catches on fire And the grease And no bueno It's like a Basically a wick You know A giant wick That's turned into a broiler Anyway So I go keep going The dishwasher uh, drama continues Dishwashers are a gang They they run their own show Hey look at me Look at me I am the captain now Like this Like that That's serious And I know this It sounds kind of Oh that's by the way I want to tell you this I am so sorry in advance For this This might, might trigger some Some warnings Or whatever the fuck it is but for the, for for decades now, more than ten years, more than twenty years, I have successfully never ever used the derogatory racial slur, like as it pertains to the common derogatory racial slurs. Like I've called a, a Russian, a, like I, I've said it in Russian, but I didn't use this particular one. Okay, and it's the worst one, and I think, and the, the reason that's the reason why, because it's very sensitive. Like you know, white. Like I'm, I don't talk about this much, but like. It's got to be said. So today I accidentally said it. And I said it out loud because I was asking the guy to play a song. And that was part of the song. And I said the whole name of the song. And I almost shit my pants. Like I started looking around like I was going to get jumped. Like I was afraid. And that's, this is what's happening. Like I'm not a guy that's usually afraid of stuff. But like I was legitimately afraid that somebody's going to punch me in the face because I said some word. And honestly, I think it's bullshit that I should be afraid to have to say this word. I would never say it. Like I said, I've spent two decades successfully doing it. Thank God nobody heard it this time. Although, if somebody did, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, if you know me, you know that I'm not fucking racist. Fuck you. You know? I hate everybody equally. Fuck all y'all. If that's what you're going to play. But, like, I felt so bad. So that, that happened to me today. Anyway. Where was I? Oh, yeah, the boiler. So now I'm like the human torch. So now I take my lighter and I fucking light papers on fire when I'm running around. Oh, my God. But all in all, it was a good day. I liked it a lot. This, the, the dish guys, man. So this guy likes this lemonade drink that I make. I take a scoop of mango sorbet and I throw it in a quart container with some lemonade and I hand it to him. He saw me drinking it one day, actually. Actually, no, what happened was he and the pastry guy had a, uh, 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 a huddle or whatever the fuck you want to call it, a deal where the pastry person, when they ran out of the strawberry syrup that they used for cheesecakes, they would take the container with quote-unquote syrup left in there from the residue of them using it all but not really you know what i mean and whatever the dishwashers did for them i don't know polish their fucking jet better or whatever <laughs> like i was eyeing that container the whole time and i just happened to have been walking by and saw it and what i'm thinking is i'm gonna throw a splash of lemonade in there pick up all that extra strawberry juice which he kind of left oddly a larger amount of than i think he would little not knowing that this guy was his name is uh his name is uh dora Dora, it's a very masculine name. Dora the Explorer, that's what we call him. Because he's the guy we found on 42nd two years ago. You know, like he was, he was supposed to be taking out the trash and he was like fucking halfway down the cross town. <laughs> so anyway, so I see this guy. I, I take the thing, I splash the lemonade in there and I see the guy saying, he's looking at it like, like, like I just killed his dog. Like, but not like the pissed off way when you killed the dog. Like this sad, like, fuck you, son of a bitch. Like, and I was just like, what happened? And he's like, my drink, my drink. And I was like, oh shit, did you want this? And he goes, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll make you a fucking strawberry lemonade. So I went over there, got a scoop of strawberry sorbet. I threw it in a cup. I threw some lemonade and I handed it to him. 
like a week goes late goes by later and these guys are notorious for like not leaving fucking staying there stretching all this shit out doing you know standing there, like i said the other episode standing there with a full pad of dishes by the time you walk over that's when they start pushing it in like these guys are meticulous and now i know for a fact that they're capable of exactly what they're capable of because the next week this guy comes up to me he goes can you make me a drink another drink or another drink and i was like cora I, I mean dora i'll make you the fucking drink but i want to be i want to be out of here i, wa- I don't want to see anyone here after 11 59 p.m that's it so i'm thinking nothing of it like i gave made him the drink i put a uh, mango this time instead of strawberry the scoop of sorbet right dude i was like finishing doing the closing stuff it was like 12 15 i figured because usually yeah, they're usually done by 12 30 or like that's their out time whatever <laughs> i went upstairs they were gone nothing and and meanwhile at 10 30 and 11 o'clock they cleaned up the whole like they did exactly what the perfect dishwasher crew would do because i gave this one guy the drink Shit, I'm going to make three drinks from now. I'm going to be the earliest fucking club. I'm going to have the best labor in the company for fucking a gallon of lemonade a month. You know? Fuck off. Shit. So it worked. So today I made him another one. I was showing Bobby how to do because Bobby's closing. I was like, this is how you get out early. You make this guy a fucking thing. Bobby probably already has a deal worked out. Everyone's got a deal. What I learned in the restaurant business is like a lot of like the game Survivor, but nobody gets kicked off. Like for you to get kicked off of this game, you'd have to be a real dick. You know what I mean? Or just just like something really bad. You know what I mean? I mean, they cut my position because of the fucking COVID pandemic happened. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, hopefully I don't think that, you know, they wanted to. But I know that Susie, you know, probably took my spot. But she deserves it more because she does way more than I do at this place now. She's a fucking, she's a machine. I don't know how she does it. I, I Like, I love her for it. You know what I mean? She's, she's the best. I really do. So she's probably not listening. Though. She doesn't listen to this kind of shit. Anyway. But these guys fucking tighten up. So I made him the drink and I woke over there and he goes, you made me the drink with ice. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't drink ice. I was like, you know that the the scoop of stuff that I put in there, sorbet, right? That's iced cream. That's ice cream. That's actually not ice cream because there's no cream. This is just frozen fruit juice, which is colder than ice because of the sugar content. Did you know that? And he's like, I don't like ice. I was like, of course not. Okay. Well, scoop it out then. We'll fucking wait till it melts. You're in a hot zone. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. <clears throat> so a lot of times what happens in the restaurant, I've noticed this in all of the places that I've worked, and it's been more than just this company. It's been a slew of different companies, different types of restaurants, everything from burger joints, like on the water, like bullshit, to fine dining, to almost the first Michelin star, which it was under my tenure, and we never didn't really get it, but we got the recommended, we got the runner-up, which is fucking nothing, so great. But then again, a fucking food truck got a Michelin star. Like, I think Michelin's just kind of phoning it in this for food truck really okay whatever sure i guess it makes sense because they're a tire company <laughs> anywho see i forgot what i was even saying oh wait hold up what the fuck was i saying oh yeah so i was uh noticing this in the the, the ball busting all right so people bust each other's chops a lot and there's different types of ball busting. There's like the people that bust other people's chops constantly because they actually like them. And they, that's what they do. That's just the way of they're doing it. It's basically a male dominance like type of thing, right? So it's like lions like picking at other male lions, kind of like fucking, you know, like roughing, roughing it up. Or I guess wolves, whatever. And then there's other ones 
they're like snipers of this shit that'll fucking wait until you're in the shits and then they'll make that one comment and make you look like so stupid in front of everyone else, you know, like some shit like, <clears throat> and I think that in general, the reason that people make these comments is because they know how it feels to be on the receiving end of it. So like when someone busts your balls and you're like scrambling for shit, even though you look so stupid because it's like right there and blah, 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 everyone else can see it, but you, and you look like an ass and somebody makes a comment, and it hurts. It does. It, like, man, let's, let's admit we all have feelings for a second, right? Let's pretend that we're all, you know, human or, as you guys would call it, you know, gay. Let's pretend, first of all, everyone's gay a little bit. Okay, some more than others. <clears throat> and then we'll, we, can get, we can get into that later in psychology and projection, but let's forget about it. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about, like, um... <laughs> oh man, I could talk about that for so much for so long. You guys would be like, "Wow, makes sense now." Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so people know what it's like to be on the receiving end of it, which is why when they make the comments and then they're effective, they're doing it to have the other person feel what it was like when they felt it, which sucks. I get it, and I've been on the receiving end of it plenty of times. Have I ever made the comment back? Of course. Have I taken that shot? Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't know what I was doing. At this point in time, if it happens, people are going to make fun of you. But most people just don't say anything. They just they stay quiet because they know that probably soon in the future, or if that hasn't already happened, there's going to be a time where they're going to be scrambling. And I'm going to have the chance to now shoot the comment that ends you you know, looking like shit, you know, he's going to bury you, and the people at that point don't even realize that it's coming, like, it's right there, and then what I do is, like, I let them see it, like, I don't, I don't, I'm a sniper, but I let you see the flash of my, uh, of my sniper scope, I let you know where I am, just for a second, right before I fucking take the shot, and then what I do is I don't pull the trigger, at all, I completely avoid it, and then they just help you out, and they're like, what, like, this motherfucker had the chance to fucking air me out in front of all these bastards, and just fucking execute me to the back of my head, and not only did this guy not do this, he kind of just, like, made it pretend like it never happened, now, some people would take that as a sign of weakness and exploit it, in which, to which case, I commend you, and then I bid you good luck, even though we both know that's not fucking a thing, good luck, or people just remember that and know it's coming and then they what they do is they quietly not not secede but they quietly understand that maybe just when I'm around don't be a dick because then if I see you being a dick and it's because you you're genuinely doing it to be a dick you know what I mean no, not like busting your balls and then the next minute you know I'm helping you out you know what I mean maybe, you know, comment, this fucking guy is such a slob this fucking never cleans look at this shit and then this guy looks away, and then I wipe down his fucking counter. But I make fun of him for being a slob, but I wipe down his counter. Like, if you're not that, that that's fine. I, I'm, I'm with that. No problem. That's cool with me. But if you're the other person that's just being a dick to be a dick, I would suggest that you look at yourself and you ask why. <laughs> like, was I being a dick to this person because I'm in a bad mood? You know what I mean? Because if it's not, and if you want to be a dick to someone to hurt their feelings then you should get punched in the face. Basically. And uh, if you don't like what I'm saying, you can go fuck yourself. Hey, freedom of speech.